0: there's no one that knows your own body better than you. So if you can share those details with your coach, it probably gives them more information to go off of. And at the end of the day, more information is, well, maybe not in all cases, but in most cases will lead to a better result.
1: Hi guys! Hi! Hi, welcome back. We've already been on for like ten minutes, but hi guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Talking about my guinea pig's toes. Such a normal conversation. Yeah, we got a couple cute new pets. So (laughs) I do. I got some little babies, some rescue guinea pigs because oh I
2: didn't know that they are rescues yeah
0: they've had a tough life so now we're giving them a forever home um but we can't have dogs or cats in my place so we convinced our landlords to have small pets and I love
1: my heart so much <laughs>
2: the rescues is just too cute like it was
1: like you- a rescue dog but like a rescue guinea pig
0: <laughs> yeah, how did you guys find them um in like in bc there's the spca which is like just a rescue shelter and they're local to us so yeah my boyfriend was like let's go do it let's go pick them up (laughs) such a such a lovely little surprise and it's definitely going to be the closest thing we we have to to have kids for a while so that's pretty good
2: (laughs) yeah honestly pets are seriously like little babies
0: yours is such a little fur baby oh <laughs> hey, god yeah she is <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> do you have pets allison i have two cats but they live at my parents because they have a very large yard out like in the forest so they they have a better life than an apartment life now they they're roaming like,
0: in the forest <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah so nah. giving them the life they deserve
0: yeah, we we need a pet feature day, guys. <laughs> we do.
2: Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> all right, ladies, let's hear the prep updates.
1: All right. Oh, well, first of all, we got an intro. At least say this is episode 22. Thank you for tw- tuning in. It's Thanks
0: 23.
1: In. It's 23? 23. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes. Episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 23 of <laughs> <laughs> the overall your podcast. I knew that. And today we are talking about, what are we talking about? Oh, no. How to be coachable? What are we talking about? Yes. How to be coachable. I knew this. I know what's going on.
0: (laughs) This is a testament to Allison's Day. Oh,
1: I've had a day. I've had a good day. Um, Yeah, everybody want to give their little updates on what's going on? AKA Gabby, the only one who's actually in prep or dieting.
0: <laughs> oh God. Hmm. This could go well. Um, no, it's actually been pretty good. Um, just quickly, like my body's tightened up quite a bit, but just the usual like start of prep dropping water. Once you actually start tracking again, it's amazing how that works, right? <laughs> like when you yes. track versus intuitively eat, you drop like four pounds and honestly it feels good, but I know it's going to take a lot more hard work than, yeah, just the beginning of prep, but so far so good. And I got to spend the weekend with my family and that basically means I was eating prep food anyways, because dinner for my mom is white fish and sweet potatoes. So basically already had prep food, didn't have to say no to anything.
2: Oh, that's nice. Yeah. How much cardio
0: are you doing right now? I am doing zero (laughs) because I am on my feet about averagely about 10, 11,000 steps a day, I think.
1: Oh, that's a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that I know it's going to change and it's the cardio is going to have to come in. But at this point, at the rate my body's dropping, I'm not really adding it. But hopefully by the next week, at least 10 minutes on the stairs just to get that sweat on.
1: With the way that conditioning is now I just just do it, you know, that's what I tell myself. But um, how much have you dropped in weight already in the first like week or two? How um,
0: four four pounds in a, the past week, but oh, wow. I know that a lot of that's yeah. water, so it's yeah. probably a, maybe one and a half max of body fat.
2: Feel really good
0: though. The it is. I drop is always so nice. Honestly, yeah, it's something to celebrate. But I knew that I was like I wasn't hundred percent on with my diet even though I was intuitively eating, like it wasn't, it wasn't tracked. So now that I'm tracking, it just yeah. makes it a lot more calculable. Right.
2: Yeah, And that way too, like sometimes for me, when I don't track, like sometimes it's not even that I'm not like, I'm not eating in a deficit, like, or, you know, if I was doing what you're doing Gabby. but sometimes it's I have to make sure I'm eating like enough protein mm-hmm. and like
0: enough fiber, like enough of everything too. Yeah. Right. I get that. And I think my intuitive eating component was like that for at least for protein. And I mean, I will be honest, I'm always a little low on fiber. I'm kind of guilty for being bad at getting my veggies in and stuff. But yeah, I would try and at least track that if not anything else.
1: (laughs) I don't, I eat so many vegetables. It's like.
0: You make up for the both of us, honestly.
1: I know my biggest salad every day. I get like probably like three quarters of my veggies in for the day so I've actually been ve-
2: you oh, would sorry. laugh lately I've been making big ass salads and every time I make oh. one I think of you because I look at it I'm like big ass salad time <laughs>
1: big Ass salad time baby oh, um I love my big ass salad time every day and uh I've actually been eating way less vegetables than I normally do and I really like that my, I think my body likes it but When I eat a lot, my body likes it too. So it also just helps keep me full. When I eat more, I eat less junk food or foods I shouldn't eat when I eat lots of veggies. It's like just straight up. Like you're just too full. Yeah.
2: You're getting all those micronutrients as well, right? So So you feel less. Yeah. Usually when you're craving something, it's because like your body wants something.
1: Deficient in something. And if you fill up your diet with tons of fruits and veggies, like you literally do crave less
2: yeah it's so true Um, and
1: don't eat all the same vegetable all the time like don't eat just green beans or just broccoli or just carrots like eat a variety like fruits and veg you know
0: you know what's funny my my fridge is so full of fruits and veg and they're mostly for my guinea pigs so (laughs) there it is (laughs) they eat well and then there's me with my beef and rice (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so just to cap that off I'm I'm about 17 or eighteen weeks and twenty weeks out for sure. So that's kind of exciting. that is
2: exciting. That's really exciting. Actually,
0: I'm gonna like vicariously like, live through you. Let's do it. We're all doing our our check ins together, though, guys.
1: I'll take some. Well, I'll take some soon. I took yeah. some. No, I took you them did. last. You took some. You did. Yeah. Okay, I'll take them yeah. again at the, the end of this week.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And how's your program going?
1: It was great. But I, um I was really busy. The last couple of weeks, like I missed a couple gym sessions. I'm only going I'm only training twice a week, twice. I'm only training four times a week right now. So if I miss a couple gym sessions, like, I can go like a few, like a week long without having gone to the gym or six days, right? Like, and I only missed two gym sessions in six days. And I just felt like, holy, I haven't been to the gym in six days. Like, I'm so off, like, I'm like, I'm failing, I'm just so busy because I've had a a ton on my plate with work and with a few other like other projects going on. And then I realized I only missed two sessions and I was like, oh, that's fine. And then I get to the gym and I just like have this amazing workout. I feel so good, like, you know, and um, so I'm really enjoying my training a lot, but the, and the diet has been great, but I'm one of those people where if I have a cheat meal, my weight goes up like three or four pounds and takes a full week for to come off. Like Mm. if I have a cheat meal, Did I actually gain three or four pounds? No, but my body literally looks like it does. Mm -hmm. And I finished the musical that I designed the set for. And it was closing night on the weekend. And then we had the cast party and it was a potluck. And I just had, I don't know, snacks, like potluck snacks. But it's like super sugary or super salty stuff. Um, And it's normal. I mean, I've been dieting for a few weeks. You just go and you have a meal and it's a potluck. And like something we've been working for months on. My whole family was involved in it. And then I like step on the scale the next morning and it's up three pounds. And I know that it's going to be up all week. It's going to take a week of me living. Like I'm in prep for my weight to come back down. Like, but that's just kind of where my body's been at for like months now. So I'm, I'm going to go get my blood work done. To be honest, my coach was like, I think you should like mm-hmm. at this point, like it's, it's just like, I have to live like I'm in prep to not gain weight right now. So, which is kind of like where I'm at, but. I wonder if you have something good,
0: going on with
2: like, thyroids. Sorry? I wonder if you have something going on with your thyroid or something.
1: Yeah, like I might actually to be honest, and I it's not like I was like in denial about it or anything. I just also knew that after a long prep I needed to give my body time to recover and then I broke my ankle and I knew my body was like freaking out about that cuz it does. Like even your period can be late after like a major surgery like that and it was and so like there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um but It's kind of at the point now I'm like, okay, maybe I should just look into it a bit further and see if there's something going on because like, like, I I feel like my body should be responding faster than it is, but it's responding and I'm feeling good. Um, Like now that the musical is done, uh, that's what I was so busy with. Like I designed the set so I'd help build the whole set and um, for the show and everything. And I went and saw it like almost every night and I was in it. I got sucked into being in the show and everything on one of the nights. So. Yeah. So now that that's done, I feel like I can get back to
0: to normal again. Yeah, yeah, I think that's where if something like that is the case for myself, and I mean, you're you go out and have one free meal, you know, it's not foods you normally eat and like that fit in your diet I just wouldn't step on the scale for a week honestly it's no, just too it's, triggering sometimes it's
2: just so
1: like I don't mind I'm not triggered by it anymore mm. because like because I know that's what my body does mm-hmm. but on the other hand sometimes I'm just curious to see like you know like mm-hmm. it, like I am curious to see if my body is still responding that way like and I don't really get upset about it but like god it can feel defeating sometimes yeah. to like yeah. Like, like I have to live like I'm in prep in order to not gain weight.
2: Yeah, and that's in the, like in the off should, season. Yeah, you shouldn't have to like live your life that way.
1: Yeah, like if I want to try and lose weight in the off season, like yeah, I basically have to prep in the off season like mm-hmm. the only way like, the only periods where I've actually like come down in weight is like by eating 17, 16 or 1700 probably 1600 calories a day of like prep food only for like weeks for a few weeks for and it will take like a few weeks for anything to even happen so
0: and yeah. and also for the record allison's are, are shorty here the sh- class a so yeah. 1600 calories is different no i'm not class a i'm
1: class c wait are I'm you and, yes and 135 pounds very muscular like 1600 calories is not a lot of food
0: oh for some reason I thought you're smaller than that I'm so sorry this is a okay like
1: it's it is actually like
0: still um, our shorty
1: yeah I am a shorty but I mean it's it's like it's not really that normal like I shouldn't that's true for your
0: body weight that's less
1: yeah like I shouldn't have to eat that low for my body to respond so that'll Mm -hmm. be interesting like I'm gonna go get my blood work done and we were just talking earlier for the listeners we were just talking earlier about doing an episode on hormones and stuff so I'm gonna I'm going to get my blood work done and I'm going to like research it. We can almost do an episode, like a case study on it. Maybe. Mm, that'd be interesting. You know, that'd be a cool way to talk about it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I recently got my blood work done, so I don't really know much about it, but it would be fun to compare. <laughs> there
1: is a company. Ooh, what is it called? And they will analyze your blood work for you and like, and explain it to you. They're like, they like as body, like a bodybuilding company like mm-hmm. it's like a medical company that does it like for athletes and bodybuilders and will like help you interesting to find out well we'll definitely bring it up on one of the podcasts one day for anyone who wants to yeah. listen for their future one mm-hmm. so, yeah
2: and ash you just took check-ins today i did yeah i am today was day one back in the gym after my back fiasco so that felt good but <clears throat> yeah last week obviously I wasn't here on the pod I severely had like a severe back spasm so I guess what happened so initially I did this years ago and I've talked about it on previous episodes but um I how I did it this time is I had a client at 7:30 in the morning and the time change had just happened so it was really 6 30 in the morning and she had been doing some Romanian deadlifts and I went to go rack her bar which was on the ground and I even stopped and looked at it and I was like don't pick this up because you're gonna freaking hurt yourself and I was like oh honestly it's like you know I can lift this weight no problem so I picked it up put it on the like safety bars of the squat rack and I felt like a little bit of a tweak and I was like Ooh, like that didn't feel good but sometimes it's on like the verge of blowing out and it doesn't and that's where it kind of felt like it was we finished our session and it was fine and then I had my gym stuff so I was like oh I'll just do get my workout in now and as soon as I got changed in the change room I was like this is not good so I went and tried to like do some movements with it because that's the thing with my back is like the more i stay still the worse it gets so i have to like really keep moving my body and so i went and i tried to do some like glute bridges and stuff like that and it just started seizing right up and so i got right on the treadmill walked for like 25 minutes and as i was walking i was like completely lo- losing any like structure in my body like i don't know if that makes sense like when i was walking yeah. my back would just gave sure. out like i'd be like <gasps> Like I would walk and be like, oh, oh. <laughs> So it was like frig. Okay. So I went home and yeah, I was off the gym for a week. I was off work for a couple days. It was really bad. So, but I am back. I had some emergency Cairo done, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, took my first set of progress pictures since before Christmas, which was crazy. Me too. I did take
1: progress pictures. That's right
2: yeah that's a long yeah, time them oh and
1: i posted yes. i did post them oh yeah for anyone listening them. i posted pictures for the first time in a thousand years yeah i feel like i almost did you should thing. do it too yours looks so good seriously well, we,
2: thank you we talked about us like being more transparent on instagram and stuff and i took yeah. like a hiatus from instagram and i said i was gonna be back but i just i posted once and i haven't been back but i should do that um yeah I felt pretty good about them actually I'm
1: amazing
2: thank you I'm at one of my highest weights almost ever but I actually feel good I would like to like not like I'd like to clean up my diet a little bit more and just not so much like lose any weight but I'd like to kind of just like tighten up just a little bit but yeah other than that I want to just like keep cruising kind of like at the conditioning I'm at like I like the conditioning of my upper body and my lower body I'm happy with that do you have a little bit of cellulite but we're we're rocking it yes we are <laughs> we all do it's all good yeah yeah I'm not I don't really like actually care about that kind of stuff it's actually never bothered me before so I wear the Lulu shorts every day <laughs> yes you so do. yeah but okay I'm going to I think I'm gonna take my check-ins maybe every Monday or every second Monday. I haven't decided yet. But well you time them, so that's a good start.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the, every in the off season, every other week is probably sufficient too.
2: Yeah, I think so because I'm not trying to like like I'm not in prep. So I'm not gonna be seeing changes as quickly as like you would, Gabby. So I think every second week will probably be good for me. But yeah, that's just kind of where I'm at. Yeah you look great. Thank mm-hmm. you.
0: Yeah Sol- solid yeah. updates all around.
1: Yeah yeah and... I was happy with my check-ins too I totally forgot I took them. I was very happy this <laughs> yeah. one since my ankle break and I was like expecting a disaster.
2: Yeah and you actually look great in yours.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah that's great that's good. I was like, I'm going to quit bodybuilding. And then I took them and I like literally messaged you guys. Like, I don't have to quit bodybuilding anymore, guys. I don't look like shit. (laughs) That
2: That was the
0: message, yeah.
2: (laughs) I can send you the beginning of my check-in video. Like, I literally took the robe off and I was like, in the video, I was like, ugh, I probably look so fat. No. (laughs) And just to preface, when I say fat as in like bodybuilding world, I'm not. No. Yeah. I don't actually think I'm fat, just so you guys know. It's but, okay. and then, okay. yeah. And then when I looked at the video after, I was like, okay, a little bit bloated because I've been, I'm uh, detoxing off the of snacks. <laughs> We're in detox right now. You're doing great. <laughs> Thank you. I need to detox. I, I
1: need to detox after my one cheat meal that makes me balloon up, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> Okay, so today we are going to talk about how to be coachable, which is interesting because one of us is self-coached, but like there's still like lots of interesting things to say. Um, And to be coachable as an athlete means how easily, basically if from a coach's point of view, how, how well does the athlete listen? If you say, do this, do they do it? You know? Um, you know, if they say jump, you say how high basically is like a coach's dream for an athlete to be coachable. Um, but it's hard because bodybuilding, you are so in your own head that sometimes you can get lost in your own thoughts and think, you know, better than your coach, or you start listening to other people's point of views. Like there's a lot to talk about here. So, um, what are your guys like initial thoughts on like that question like how do you be a coachable athlete?
2: Yeah, I think just kind of what you said like listening to your coach, but I personally also think that being coachable is someone that you can work well with. So, I've actually made the mistake in the past of like being almost too coachable where I just like listen too much rather than being like hey I actually know this doesn't work for my body or I actually know this works better and instead of like voicing my stuff with with my coach and working with them I've kind of been almost too coachable in the past so I think and being an optimal coachable person is to like also work well with your coach.
0: Mm. I totally That's agree point. with that because mm-hmm. there's no one that knows your own body better than you. So if you can share those details with your coach, it probably gives them more information to go off of. And at the end of the day, more information is well, maybe not in all cases, but in most cases will lead to a better result. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this is always a fun t- topic for me because I joke and say I'm not coachable, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's just because. Not, I haven't had a lot of experience with formal coaching and I've kind of been known a little bit to have issues with certain authority figures in my life. So like, here. not as much, not even as much like being that kid that's like, oh, I was such a bad kid. Like my parents, you know, have issues with me. It's more just in workplaces or in formal settings. Um, so it's kind of, yeah, it's just a very different perspective to come from but i do if i look at myself and i found the right coach for me i believe that i could be a very coachable person because coachability comes down to for me is how well can you use your head right mm-hmm. are you clouded by emotion or can you think logically and can you trust someone to the extent you need to without blindly following them yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't yeah, know if that- like
2: It'll be interesting, too, because, like, you've been talking about potentially in the future, maybe finding a coach for yourself, too. So it will be really interesting to see, like, what that will be like once you do find someone that you kind of connect with and are on the same page with.
1: Mm-hmm. How coachable will you actually be?
0: I think that like, you're coachable. 10% As <laughs> if, <it>, whatever. <laughs> but um, I think, yeah, that could, I don't know how that's going to exactly look for me, but I do at least come from the place of saying, yes, although I self-coach, I do not know everything. And I'm guessing a lot. And a lot of it has proven to be successful, but there's also many things that I've never achieved before. So I'm not coming know from the place th- of like, oh, I'm too good for coaching. Hell no, that's not it. There's been many other factors.
1: Little, you want to know a little secret?
0: <laughs> I love secrets. A
1: lot of coaches, we're all guessing a lot of the time because we can only go off of like what we Preconceive is like going to be something that works. And so you give a client a program and if it doesn't work, that's when you have to start troubleshooting.
0: Yeah. And I, I do understand to that extent as a, yeah. even as a personal trainer, right? Like yeah. if your program's not working, we got to yeah. reassess and go from there.
1: Mm-hmm. You, I think you're coachable, even though you self coach, because every show you go up to every judge and you ask for feedback You'll email judges and ask for feedback, message them and ask for feedback. Like, you know, that's all part of being coachable is a, being a student of the sport, wanting yeah. to learn as much as you can. And um, I mean, there's a line where some people like do have a coach and they're, they want to be a student of the sport and they're constantly questioning their own coach. Like that's the opposite of being coachable in a yeah. way you can be making things harder for yourself but I would say even though you are self-coached you're still very coachable in the industry in general.
2: Um, I think that's a good point to make yeah. too Alison is just saying that like taking feedback from judges and taking your critique and actually applying it does fall into the realm of being coachable as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge one actually because at the end of the day your coach can be you know, doing everything right and getting you to stage, but the judges are the ones that are telling you if you're on the right track or not. So Mm -hmm. you can either take it as whatever your result is, is like, Oh, my coach like knew what they're talking about. The judges have no idea. Well, your coach isn't judging you on show day. So you should be listening to the judges to improve for them.
2: They are like top of the tier. Mm -hmm. Well,
1: certain ones, (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes no I mean I mean there are like some like smaller shows where the feedback that one judge might give you is completely different like Alessia Fatine at the um Arnold she got last place but she won a show the week before and but if the if the Arnold judges were at that show she like I don't think she would have placed that high like that's what I think Adam was saying that on his one of his podcasts one time or something or I think he did a review or something but it's a good point but yeah yeah, you got to be be coachable by the right people I think I keep coming back to that but maybe we can touch on that then like when you're not like how it's not coachable to be listening to too many voices when you have a coach
2: yeah like Don't be listening to your toxic boyfriend or just people in the corner, you know? Yeah, don't be messaging.
1: Unless you think something is severely wrong, like there are going to be situations where like you may actually think that something in your prep is going extremely wrong. But if you're messaging other coaches, like I've had people that are in prep from being coached by somebody else send me a message before, like not often, maybe once or twice and just be like, hey, like, I just kind of want to know what you would think about this kind of a situation, if it's hypothetical kind of a thing. And I know that they're talking about themselves. Yeah. And I'm just yeah, like, I, oh, I've that sounds like the, that sounds like a perfect conversation for you to have with your coach, yeah. you know, and they're like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah, like, I think that's a great opportunity for you to ask your coach, like, hey, what do you think about X, Y, Z? Um, like, you're allowed to ask your coach questions. I've had people like I coached somebody once for a very short amount of time and apparently like a month and a half or something. And then she quit. And I don't apparently the entire time she was messaging a bunch of other people going, well, she has me doing this and I don't really know what that means. And she has me doing this and I just don't really know if that's the best approach. And she has me doing that. And like, she'd messaged all these different people. She'd never talked to me once. Mm. She didn't send me anything. And I'm like, like you could have messaged me and said, hey, why am I doing this? And I would have been happily explained it
2: to you. Or well, if you said you this learn, isn't right? Doing, right, like if, that's something, how you
1: learn, yeah. if
2: something isn't working or like if I'm doing something that I don't understand why I'm doing it, I'm going to ask my coach because then when I get a result, from doing said thing then I can be like okay noted doing this works well for my body but if I don't ask then I don't know why that happened I don't know at all so how am I going to be able to apply that in the future again being coachable learning
1: you have to ask like you have to it's just I had another person who I, I made her a program and then two weeks in she's like well I changed it all because I didn't really like it and then a week later she's like yeah I just don't really need to be coached by you anymore because I just didn't like your training mm-hmm. and I was like well why didn't you just tell me like do you want a different type like a s- different style like mm-hmm. do you want to do split do you want coachable. like different I know I'm like do you want different rep ranges like I'm happy to write you something different like there's more than one way to skin a cat you know and uh but yeah that's just it is that you're not actually coachable either. Like if, like it doesn't matter what program I would have written her, she would have changed it again.
0: Yeah. I see that. And I feel there's just some challenge humans have with someone who is in an authority position um, to, I mean, maybe myself more than others, but to some extent, everyone feels either like they don't want to be controlled or they feel like they're in a position of submission, right? They can't, they don't feel like they can bring those questions forward to you because, Oh, it's questioning, their knowledge or their experience Oh, it's no, not it's oh, not. And if I were a coach I would really really want that feedback too so I hear where you're coming from Allison
1: and it my like, gosh yeah like when this person was like I don't like your training I'm like so you're just gonna quit like okay okay like I don't all right like that's sucks but whatever like you're just so strange like you know that's not the (laughs) only training program I've ever written ever right like I can write you a new one like I want to help you like yeah but also at the
2: same time if somebody's coming back to you like I've had clients as well that just like kept coming back being like oh well I don't like this well I don't like that it's like well what you are doing isn't working so I'm telling you a different approach but if you're not willing to do that different approach then why did you come to me in the first place you know but like again that's a not a coachable person
0: Mm-hmm. so yeah I think and
1: yeah it's so true
0: there's a general if you are the kind of person that is living a very like I'm a victim and everything around me is it's not my fault it's all coming at me then you might be a not a very coachable person and that's just in life in general but yeah th- these are just tiny things that you can change and as an athlete you have to be able to trust your coach and you have to be able to come to them in moments when your brain isn't working properly and even a question like, and this is why I come to you guys, but I'm like, am I, am I completely off here? Am I on track? I feel horrible. I feel flat. I feel watery. All the things you feel, you need a coach that you can trust, right. And come to about these things.
2: Yeah. Because sometimes you do look flat and you do look, like small but you're supposed to at that moment you know mm-hmm. and sometimes it's hard because like you can get really in your head and you're right like having someone just to be accountable to really really does help mm-hmm. so whether that be like like you Gabby who yourself self coach, but like you do reach out to other people and you're again that does show that you are coachable because like you know even though you do coach yourself you do still get other people's opinions and second eyes and stuff mm-hmm. right so
0: yeah. I just find that like one of the reasons why, I, and I'm just being very transparent, why I'm saying I'm not very coachable is that I usually have some thousand reasons or excuses as to why the suggestions that someone gives me don't work or does it like, I've already tried that. And that's unfortunately a really bad, you know, it's just a habit I created in my life. And I've been doing my best <laughs> to break that in the past couple years and just say, okay, don't have a response or an excuse coming out of your mouth as soon as you receive feedback, you know, take the time, digest it and truly see if you're just reacting poorly or you took it personally. Right. It's not an attack on you.
1: Yeah. I was going to bring that that up, I used to do that. I used to do that too with like, I would always get the same feedback. like, I get the same feedback every time and I'm clearly working on it and it just doesn't work. I just can't do that. My body isn't like that. And sure enough, I like, Checked myself eventually one day and I was like, huh, yeah, I've been kind of training like a bit of an asshole, haven't I? And like, my body has completely started changing now. And I'm like, oh, maybe I actually can build upper glutes way more than I thought I could. And I just had this story for myself as to why I couldn't,
2: you know. And like, for your situation, Gabby, it could be helpful, like, when you do decide on a coach and like you're paying that coach as well and like you do like you chose that person so you have like a lot of trust in what they say and like again paying the money too kind of helps me as well being like okay well I'm paying for this there's a reason I'm paying for this there's a reason I chose this person so it might make it easier to like take what they say and not feel like it's a personal attack on yourself
0: totally whereas just shooting it out to friends or like people you're close to that also understand the sport, but they're, yeah, you're not like paying directly. (laughs) You can just easily like deflect it however you want. And I know that's, yeah, it's unfortunately been a natural thing that, that I've done. And I'm only mentioning this for listeners to see if maybe they're doing the same and catch yourself early and you can change like, just because you're like that now doesn't mean you're always going to be like that. Just yeah, gotta be a little more intentional.
2: For sure. And like to even yeah. like run off what Allison just said too. Like again, you can change that. Cause I've done that as well. Like with my quads. Well, you know, I kept placing shitty like lower because like my quads are too big, quads are too big. Well, I was still fucking training them. So sometimes you do have to take like that hard look at yourself too and be like, okay, hey, well, stop fucking around. <laughs> It's, it's so true. true. It's yeah, so and sometimes true. it's hard to do that. But I think yeah. that's what's like cool about bodybuilding is like this is like your actual physical body, so like only you can change that. Like yeah. everybody can tell you how to do something or coaches can tell you, but like it's up to you to apply that.
0: That's so true. And don't I even know it just with lifestyle athletes. Like if I could be in everyone's home prepping their food for them and you know telling them to take the chocolate bar out of their hands i would yeah (laughs) at the end of the day you are responsible for yourself so i get that
2: yeah
1: i want somebody to just make my meals for me that'd be so nice
2: god i know (laughs) if i like seriously if i had a choice of like any sort of luxury it would be a chef hands like a meal
1: prep like i got i don't even need a chef i just need like basic ass meal prep like
2: well it sucks we're in freaking canada i know no like good like we don't have like trifecta or anything like that where we can just like order our meals
0: i mean on the yeah. mainland mainlands where i live like in the bigger city there's definitely more options that way but uh yeah. um, not any yeah not that i know of any international like brands that ship it right to your door that are yeah like it's mostly local companies they and they do a great job and i'm sure if anyone in the lower mainland's interested they can dm and i'll send them a few but yeah you guys are on the island and there's not too many options is there
2: i know we're stuck we're stuck out in the middle of the ocean on a rock
0: (laughs) and a (laughs) non-tropical rock no god (laughs) on a very cold rock rainforest (laughs) rock
2: anyway I'm digressing here. (laughs) I know. Uh, My bad. Sorry.
1: I just started talking about meal prep because I'm just tired of cooking. Anyway, being coachable. There's one, there's another thing too, like, kind of what Gabby was saying, like, that, that little, like, defensiveness that comes out of your mouth, like, I don't know, being defensive has, has come up a lot in my life lately. Like, just, it seems like a theme. I I've been a bit defensive lately about a few things my boyfriend's been defensive for a few things like my friends have been defensive for a few things like just I don't know just it keeps coming up but this is a really good one just like being defensive all the time for anything the a moment oh like not sure that's the best stage color for you it's like uh what if you looked good in blue it's like yeah well I don't like blue or yeah well I tried blue and it was shitty and it's like okay but maybe like you were really out of shape and you like weren't ready yet or you didn't have enough muscle yet or I don't know you know the judges could give you feedback on something and you could say that or you could get a new coach and they'd be like I don't like your new I don't like your suit color or I I think you need to change your hair and well well I don't mean like I just always having something to say right like I just think it's so important that before you find a reason why you can't first like stop and think of a reason why you can you know like do what your coach is asking um yeah it's just really important so like to just be a yes person too and it's going to help you enjoy the process so much more
2: mm-hmm. yeah I agree with that and I think like also remembering that like you're literally signing up for this this is what competing is it's having somebody like critique you and give you feedback and if you're not a person that's yes it, and if you're not a person that's able to take feedback like for instance one of my best friends <clears throat> she is terrible at taking feedback <laughs> terrible like she was in school to be a teacher and her she had a prof come in and like watch her teach and the only feedback that they could give her was that she said, OK, too much to her class, like, OK, guys, OK, this. And she came home and cried. And I was like, dude, that was the only thing that could they could find to give you like feedback on. So if you're that type of person and knowing that you're that type of person, maybe like competing isn't really for you, you know. Because that's oh, like yeah. literally what you're paying for. Yeah,
1: sport is gonna humble the shit out of you in every oh, sense. Your yeah. coach every week, like you need to do better. Like why, you know, like you know, you didn't do this this week. Like I told you last week, you need to implement this. Did you do it yet? No. Okay, like you absolutely have to this week. Otherwise, whatever. You go to a show and your feedback is like, wow, you weren't even nearly ready.
2: You yeah, like I didn't. Like thirty pounds still not in my last prep from not listening you know, like you make shit happen by listening and applying. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, so true. Yeah. I I need, I need that too. Like that was part of my reason getting into bodybuilding because I realized how much discipline would be in it. And in my past, like, I don't know, like nine, 10 years old, all the way through teenage years, I tried so many different things from volleyball, just different other sports and dance and swimming. And I just never really, Fellow, that it was my place, and like there was a lot of discipline needed for those things. But I found myself really wanting to take the easy way out and quitting before pushing through the hard shit. Um, and I feel like bodybuilding was the first time that I allowed myself to push deep and, you know, just yeah, learn learn the lessons the hard way and just have to say yes to shit that was uncomfortable. And that's why I love it so much because I actually was able to go through with it and make it to stage and get past those uncomfortable points so I really believe it's worth it like it's so worth it
2: it's cool too that like the one sport that you did do that in is such an individual thing as well like you don't have a you do have a team around you essentially but like not really you know it's not like a team sport like that's you so it's cool that like that was the time that
0: you did push through yeah that is it kind of is what spoke to me the most and I think it was also the timing in my life during those other years, the team sports, I was so insecure guys. Like I was always jealous of others and like never truly happy in my own skin. So being in a team sport, when you feel that way is not healthy, right. You're, you're going to be a toxic person. Whereas now I'm so fully confident and transparent about myself and yeah, but it's still, it just, the sport suits me. However, if I were to join a team sport now, I think I'd be a lot better teammate. <laughs> just saying
1: i don't think i would i hate team sports
0: <laughs> i mean i'm down for good at them, volleyball so. casually if anyone is but i agree
2: <laughs> oh i was like such a team sport kid like soccer and hockey and like all the i wasn't even on a badminton team once <laughs> that's you, so sick played
1: hockey yeah man i feel like i can i feel like that's where you get your like your like legs you know like your
2: quads Like oh, I, I played- think
1: that could be like the quad dominance, and you was like built from an early age.
2: That makes sense because I played soccer like heavily growing mm-hmm. up. And then I played hockey from the time I was nine until I was 16. So oh my gosh,
0: I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. And the only reason why I quit was
0: because I moved and I was too shy. <laughs> oh Well, I do know, um, I believe Murray Eve, like. That incredible competitor, French Canadian competitor, she played, I believe, goalie like hockey as well. Oh, really? Yeah. So I mean, she's got some insane muscle on her. So maybe it helps. I don't know. Sorry, my Siri just
2: clicked in. <laughs> That's what you said.
0: Oh, I was just oh. complimenting Marie Eve's muscle being built from hockey. So I believe she played goaltender in hockey. From, if my information is correct.
2: Oh, she's got an amazing physique
0: mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Um. oh I had something else to say about being coachable and I oh yeah okay so what do you guys feel about uh, well I know how I feel I know how you feel but I think we should just talk about it people that like just make little changes to the plan because they think it's going to help them get better or like be better
2: like, without talking to the coach? Yeah, like,
1: just little things, like, oh, well, they'll check in and just be like, oh, well, I've just been having, you know, like, um, I've just been doing my cardio, like, on, like, outside as a walk instead of doing it on the treadmill or something instead, or like like you prescribed, or, oh, I've just been doing, like, um, I've been swapping my gym days around because I just, like, doing these different like in a different order or like oh I've just been changing you know like the bicep curls from the cable to the machine or whatever and it's like all these little things that don't seem like a big deal but they all add up like you're at what point are you even following your plan anymore
2: I feel like if you like this is what I did with my coach I like if I felt like I wanted to switch something out I would talk to her first about it and get her opinion and then And then do it, because you're right. Like all those things may seem small. Like oh well, I didn't want rice today; I wanted potatoes. It's like well, there's there might be a reason why you have rice on that meal. You know, like just little things like that. So I think it's best to like talk to your coach first.
1: Yeah, I bring that up because I used to do little things like that. Oh, I like this machine better than that machine. And I kind of realized, mostly it was about the training. Like, oh, I don't really like, you know, bicep curls with the cable. I'd rather just do them with a barbell. And then I kind of realized one day, like, I've only ever done barbell bicep curls ever. So I don't have that many. I've never had that many bicep exercises, but I just always picked them. And like a year went by and I was like, I feel like I've changed my bicep exercises for a year now. And like, if you think about it, like you're leaving other opportunity for progress on the table in mm-hmm. in a situation like that maybe not maybe not maybe my biceps would have been just the same but you don't but who knows like the thing is if I had followed my plan to a T I would be able to actually look at my plan and look at what was written down and use my progress photos and weigh-ins and measurements as a gauge and say this plan did this if you mm-hmm. change a bunch of little things you don't have any idea what you actually did that got you there and neither does your coach yeah you know and so I used to do that a lot with training it was always just which which machines I liked better and then I quickly realized like oh I'm if I just keep picking different machines all the time like I have no gauge I can't say what exercises work or don't work like Mm. I can't say what this program is actually doing for me and I've really so I hired Eric a few weeks ago or I don't know, a month, just over a month ago now, or something to just do my nutrition. And I, I think because I have so much experience now being a client and being a coach, I have such a different perspective with how to be coachable. I don't bother him with a like any kind of excuse for anything. And I mm-hmm. don't, and if I check in and I'll just be like, look I'm gonna check in with you but I did xyz like off of the plan because of xyz and uh like there's no hiding anything and you know there's no asking him to make changes for me and I'll just even come right out the bat and be like look this check-in I didn't have the result I wanted but I missed a few days at the gym because of the play and so you know let's just give it two solid weeks with perfect adherence. And then we'll actually be able to tell what the plan is doing. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like, yep. And that's like all of an answer that I get from him because that is what my requirement is as an athlete is to follow his plan and to execute it so that he can use the data provided from my adherence in order to move forward. Because I can't expect him to do anything with my plan if I didn't follow it you know
0: so like yeah,
1: yeah I don't know I just uh I just no, feel I, like I have like a different view of it now
0: I think that's a really good point and just to further on that too is the fact that you're mentioning you don't come back with excuses or reasons for things you're just saying hey yeah let's let's go let's progress right yeah in my eyes I feel that a lot of coaches are actually like really busy they probably who knows if that's their only job like maybe they're got multiple jobs, lots of athletes on their hands, and they actually don't have time for your excuses, right? They don't care that you didn't do something for some reason. Like maybe some coaches do. I'm just throwing it out there that I imagine there's many coaches that just want to hear you get better, right? They just want to make the change, what's necessary to improve and not focus on look, oh, this is what happened last week and this was how it went wrong and this is why it was so bad. Yeah. It's like, no, that's, that's not the focus. We're moving on.
1: Yeah, say it. Be like, hey, I didn't follow my plan this week and the reasons don't even matter as much. It's more so what was off plan and try to be yeah. specific about it. I was off plan. I would say that on average, I ate about 150 to 200 calories extra every day because I measured a bunch of things wrong. I realized I was measuring things wrong and I ate an extra 150 to 200 calories a day, but I did an extra 20 minutes of cardio on Friday. Then they actually have some tangible numbers to be like, okay, so your progress was impacted. They can go write it down in their, in their notes about you as a client. They can actually do something with that. But if you just say, oh, I give myself like an, you know, like a three out of five for the week on what?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What does that mean? That That's something different for everyone. When I told my coach, like I gave myself like an eight out of 10, ev- like most days this week, um, and a 10 out of 10 for three days, you know, and an eight out of 10 for four, eight out of 10 for me looks like this, you know, hitting all of my macros perfectly, but eating an extra 100 to 150 calories extra per day of all the same clean foods, then he actually knows what my week looks like. Like you have a responsibility to relay that information. I don't know if that's the way he wants to communicate. I don't know. Like we're still new working together, but at least I'm giving him something to work with. At least he can understand like why I am or I'm not progressing. So I think that's like really important because if I get him feedback from somebody and they're upset that they didn't make progress and they're like, well, I was good. I was about an eight out of 10. I'm like, well, I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, what yeah. does that, you know? Yeah. Like, what does 8 out of 10 mean? And I can't really change your plan until you're a 10 out of 10 for at least two weeks, you know? And yeah. that depends on how badly you want the progress, too. So um, if you really want the progress, then you really better be coachable.
2: It's true. Yeah, so that's like, yeah like, how bad do you want it?
1: It's, that's a big one, actually, too. Like, if you're trying to win a show I mean there's a point where you just have to surrender all any free will (laughs) like you know
0: yeah no for myself I usually end up writing because I've done this twice I write week by week targets for many different things like where I'm expecting to have to go for cardio where I'm expecting my weight ranges to be just kind of some general expectations and if I'm getting to a certain week and I'm not seeing the movements, then it's like, okay, there's my cue. We got to go there, whatever it takes. Right. So, um, and I also just kind of want to mention that, you know, this level of intensity, this is for competition clients. Like we are talking to you. We are not talking to lifestyle moms because yes. that yeah. is a whole different demographic. So please note that difference.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Being yeah being coachable like as, yeah being coachable as like a lifestyle athlete is completely different um really at that point if you're a lifestyle athlete and you're listening to this like your coach just wants to be able to support you and the best way to do that is to communicate in in the same way it's it's it is similar but their feedback is going to be very different Like if, if we sound like we're being harsh or saying, you know, if you don't follow it, it's your fault or you need to be perfect or anything like that. Like that's definitely from the mindset of like a competition client. But if you're a lifestyle athlete, like, again, just communicate like, Hey, I'm really struggling with this. Like I'm having a really hard time. Um, you know, like making my dinners, it feels like a lot of effort. Is there something else I can make or is there something else I can do? Like, you know, and that kind of communication is being coachable because your coach if they're a lifestyle coach they want to help you be successful even like yeah
0: yeah Yeah, and and if you're if you're a prep coach and they're like oh I want something else for dinner your coach is going to be like eat the chicken (laughs) yeah (laughs) shut up and eat it
1: (laughs) I know like there's a lot of points too where you hear people complain about something or want to change something about their plan. And it's like, stop trying to find ways to make it easier because at the end of the day, it's hard. It just is hard if you're in prep.
0: Yes, but can I I quickly mention something else though? It shouldn't be hard that your food you're eating makes you horribly bloated and feel like shit. Yeah. So if that's the case, you need to let your coach know that and maybe substitute something because there are always substitutions. Bloated is not... healthy normal state like you don't want to be living that way sorry I had to jump in and say it
1: no yeah that's true um yeah there are things that you can't eat in certain ways too like foods that you might actually have a sensitivity to and not know so yeah there's little things that you can just but again communicate with your coach like hey I noticed that like I am shitting through the eye of a needle every day like what like like tell your coach that like there's something wrong with your meal plan if that's the case you know yeah percent.
0: that's a quote
1: it's a quote don't put, don't put that on the on the, on the, <laughs> yeah. the beginning of the episode please
0: <laughs> but we could have an episode Wait. on that what digestion
2: Shit through the on compilation of all of the funny stuff Allison says.
1: <laughs> okay. I am like I'm worse. Like I'll say things on here and I'll be like, why do I why am I on a podcast? Like nobody needs to listen to me talk.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> but we all want to. It's it's yeah. solid, solid yeah like,
1: is true if you're whatever you know what or if you haven't gone to the bathroom actually my check-in forms literally say that like um I'll have like my check-in form and I'll be like on a scale of one to five like how are your poops and it's like one it's been days and five it's coming out of me like lava
2: oh my (laughs) god I just asked people how their digestion is. (laughs)
1: So whatever. No, if you want to work with me, then those are the kind of questions
2: you get to answer on a weekly My basis. Gosh. Well, you, I only work with lifestyle. You work with competitors, so I guess it is yeah. different. I don't need to know. I Unless need to know something severely
0: <laughs> happening. I don't need to know. And then there's me as like an ex-carried slash nurse, and I'm like, <laughs> label it from all of these different numbers. Take a good look at your poop. <laughs> no, just yeah. kidding let's not Anyways, okay. guys,
1: you're not coachable if you're not telling your coach how your shits are okay
2: just kidding it's <laughs> a joke guys there's the quote there and i guess we should end that on a
0: high note <laughs> yay
2: okay i'm gonna go eat my dinner
1: i'm having chicken and rice and veggies surprise surprise oh
0: my god can't guess what me too oh
2: my god same, okay. same.
0: We're so basic.
2: (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Overall Package Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Overall Package Podcast. And I'm Astronaut Fit. I'm Allison and Fitness.
0: And I'm Gabrielle Follietta. Bye.